Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk About Death and Dying. Today is a special edition. So our topic today is am I grieving or am I crazy? And today I wanted to do this segment two two different ways that I normally don't do. One, I am on the road. And two, I wanted to do this one today because it is my aunt's birthday. So I felt like what better way or what better time to do this segment than today. So since I got a long way ahead of me, I figured um, this would be a good time to reflect. So you might hear some car noises, you might hear some windshield wipers, but just know that um, today I felt very, very led to do this segment today. So am I grieving or am I crazy? Everybody experiences grief in a different kind of way. Um, I've seen people cry. I've seen people kind of keep to themselves. I've seen people overly do things. Maybe they might have a shrine or a fundraiser or something that's like really over the top. But I've been really trying to be aware of myself and how I feel when I'm grieving or when I think I'm grieving and I found that sometimes I want to be by myself Um, I have to be really honest I wanted to celebrate my aunt today but I also didn't want to say her name or see pictures I have a picture on my phone and I think I'm okay with that but I didn't want to see like multiple pictures and things like that so I didn't know how my family was going to be today and I kind of wanted to be in my own bubble so if you're grieving and you feel like what's wrong with me I'm I'm a pretty social person I like to check in on everybody and you find yourself kind of wanting to be in your own bubble, that could just be a part of your grieving process. Um, I've been having a wonderful day. I just left my mentor's house and um, we got a chance to sit and talk and just enjoy each other. She gave me some really cool uh, clothes and social work things and I just really enjoy spending time with her. I got my hair braided today. So there were some things that I purposely planned on today to ensure that the happiness flowed. 
So it's okay if there are things that you plan and there are things that you do to make sure that you're happy. Because some people, maybe they, you know, they might want to feel the sadness or they feel that they're supposed to be sad. Your grieving process is your grieving process. It's not going to look like anybody else's. And just because one person purposes that, you know, they're going to, you know, they might cry or things like that, that is perfectly okay. You know, your process is your process. I have been preparing in my mind maybe about two weeks. You know, kind of self-talking. I know this day is coming. I wonder, you know, if we'll all say something. Well, I don't want to be the first one to say something. Or, you know, just kind of maybe in in my own terms, kind of overthinking it. You know, but wanting to plan for it as well. And... I just had all of these thoughts in my head and I wanted to make sure that I was mindful of how I was feeling and that if I was feeling a different kind of way that I addressed it immediately. So um, these were the things I had been thinking about in two weeks. So I had a moment in church today because today is uh, Pentecost Sunday and I didn't know today was Pentecost Sunday and it was a very nice and high time in the Lord at church so I, I was very excited and I was like oh okay you know it's it's Pentecost Sunday you know we're in high service and oh it's my aunt's birthday and for me I um I, I lean heavily on my relationship with God and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, my auntie, she's in heaven and she's having a wonderful time for her birthday. Um, you know, I wish I could be there to see what her party was like. And, you know, for me, that's comforting to know that, you know, where my auntie is imagining what type of time she's having and to rejoice and be glad because of that and again everybody grieves differently and what works for one person might not work for another person but for me that brings me great comfort great joy in knowing um you know my aunt's in heaven me believing that my aunt is in heaven so I did have that thought it almost turned into sadness it almost just a little bit this morning while I was in church um but you know it did it almost did but it didn't so I think today I've been um I've been doing well I I have one more stop to make before I can call it a day or call it a night. And um, I also wanted to make sure that 
you know, I wasn't moping around or I wasn't, you know, thinking about, oh, what if this or what if that. You are in control of your grieving process. It's okay to be sad sometimes. You know, it's okay. Um, But today, I just felt like my aunt wouldn't want me to be sad. My aunt would be saying something funny. She would be praising God because my, my aunt was a believer. She loved God. And she would be giving him the glory. And, uh... I wanted to maintain that. Sometimes you just got a purpose that you just not going to be sad. It takes a lot to be sad. It takes a lot. You know, the two weeks that this has been on my heart and, you know, I have been wanting to record this episode, but I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to record it on my aunt's birthday and in memory of her spirit and her personality and who she was and things that reflected her and I wanted to be able to remember her in happiness because you know I never really saw my aunt sad not that she you know wasn't sad because we're all human and we all experience ranges of emotion but you know, for the most part, she was very positive. Even when she was in the hospital, you know, she was positive. She wasn't mad or cranky or angry or any of those things. And, you know, I wanted to be in good spirits. So I've really been, I'm not going to say I've spent a whole lot of time on it in the last two weeks, but, you know, it had been on my heart. And I'm like, oh no, I want to record this episode. Um, on her birthday so I know um, when she died so my aunt died on uh, March the 25th so we are two and a half months in so my my grief is barely fairly fresh and early on it would be hard for me to sleep and my memory would get kind of bad and time really felt like it was moving kind of weird time felt very weird for me I can't put it into really good words but time felt very weird and sometimes I felt very lethargic Um, not a whole lot of crying, not a whole lot of, um, sadness. You know, I think when we think about grief, those are the common things we think about being sad. Um, even anger. Um, I haven't felt anger or anything like that. That's more of a common thing, but I was, you know, the, the memory loss and the lethargic feeling I was kind of surprised with that I was trying in my head to remember how I felt when my uncle died and when my grandmother died I couldn't really 
um, I couldn't really put my finger on anything specific when my uncle died. I know when my grandmother died, um, I talked out loud to her a lot. I was uh, 17 when she died, and I talked, and I, I think I cried a lot more. But um, with my uncle, I can't really place my finger on that one. His death sparked me to go back to school to work on a certificate in gerontology, um, working with older adults. And that was something that I thought I would do in my retirement after I was done being a school social worker and I was aging a little bit more myself and I felt like that was a great time to transition out of the school. But God had different plans and um, after I came back and after he died, I applied for the gerontology program and I got in um, because I didn't really... I didn't really feel like I would get in. I, I just didn't feel like um, I was going to do school again. You know, I had graduated with my MSW in 2010 and I had been out of school and I really wasn't interested in going back to school so soon. Um, but I had to be obedient. I, I could feel the ushering of God to do it now. And his death really sparked that because of the experience that I had and how horrible it was. And um, that, that I know that was the outcome. So being on this side and having one class to go. And while my aunt was sick, I was in the grief and loss class and uh, physiological and psychosocial aging. So those two classes really helped me and grounded me in preparing, or I can't even say preparing because honestly her death kind of happened suddenly or quickly, although my aunt was 81, um, it happened fast. You know, you think in your mind when someone is so old that you, you know, when you're not close to the age, you think it's old. So when someone is older, you you kind of have this thing that, oh, they were old, they lived a good life. You know, you hear people say that all the time. Oh, they were, they were old, they lived a good life. But honestly, I thought that my family and I had more time with my aunt. I, although she was 81, I didn't really think oh, you know, it could happen any day now, you know, because she's 80, you know, 81. So I'm saying that portion to say, enjoy your loved ones. And if they are up in age, stop looking at them like they're invincible. We all are going to die and we all age. And, you know, for us who have our parents, you know, you just always look at your parents a certain kind of way. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter, you know, what they've done. Like, that's your mom. That's your dad. Like, they are forever a superhero, even though they're aging. So, yes, maybe your parent 
was a very active parent and they were awesome in the community and they were awesome on their job and they did extracurricular things although they did all those wonderful things in their youth they're aging and we have to be mindful of that and really honor that and start to treat them a little different not not in a pity party oh woe is me type of way but just be a little bit more mindful of you know my mom or my dad yes they're aging and maybe I need to ask some different types of questions or maybe I need to call a little bit more or when they don't pick up the phone maybe I need to be mindful that they're they're older and maybe they forgot where they put it maybe they forgot it was on silent you know like we forever see our loved ones our parents especially in that young way that we remember them and you know we don't really take into account that wow they are aging I need to do some things a little bit different because they're aging you know so I know with him with my uncle um, it, that sparked me to go back to school so this particular time around you know I'm a lot older um, I think I'm a little more mature you know um, I have a little more knowledge and I just really wasn't expecting the grief to kind of hit me the way that it did or that it is. And I try to be mindful. So actually, you know, my aunt's death sparked this podcast. You know, um, I wanted to do something because we had some glitches. And we had some things happen, and I kind of felt like we have to do better with addressing the needs of our loved ones as it relates to death and dying. And I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted to get some things out of my head and I wanted to be up to date on technology. So um, I felt like doing this would also help me through my grief as well. So um, I think in, in times of adversity, God has a very unique way of pushing us into the things that we're supposed to be doing. And this season of my life, I'm I'm giving myself permission to pick up a different goal. Sometimes we set goals and it's our ultimate goal and we reach the goal and we want to just stay with that goal and just stay with it and keep working it and keep working it at a different angle and keep working it some more. And in this experience, I've learn that you know you got some other interests too that you need to address and that you need to work 
and that you need to really look at. And if I hadn't had the horrible experience in California and the experience with my aunt, I definitely wouldn't be addressing um, these ideas or these goals surrounded around death and dying. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the experiences that I've had in knowing both of them and them adding richness to my life as a person and as a productive person in society and I hope that those of you that are listening to these episodes that it sparks something in you to address your family and making sure that whatever happened prior with another loved one's death doesn't happen again with the next loved one. That something gets better and it improves. At least just asking your loved one, uh, what kind of funeral would you like? Uh, do you want to be cremated? You want to be in a casket? Um, just something simple like that. Um, because we don't ask those type of questions. We just kind of bump along when someone dies and try to figure it out. And it's horrible trying to figure out something in your grief, in your sadness. I could have never done this or spoke about how I felt or what I was thinking at the time that things were happening. I didn't start this podcast until after my aunt died. And it definitely wasn't on my radar when my uncle died because that's just not what I had at the time. So each time something happens, you might experience something different. It doesn't have to be the same. Or if you don't experience anything at all, that's okay too. Don't think it's something wrong with you because you're not crying or because you're not sad or you know you might have another time later when you are sad or when you do cry or when you hear a song so last month at church we had a bible study so we always have different themes and the theme last month was um divine protection so I go to Bible study. I, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. You know, we need protection, right? Well, when I got to church, it was on Psalms 91. I didn't connect those dots, uh, that divine protection, you know, that it was going to be Psalms 91. Well, that was my aunt's favorite portion of the Bible. I was sitting in church and it hit me so hard. And I just cried. I just cried the whole Bible study. Thankfully, I go to a church where 
crying is okay. You can cry and, you know, people be like, oh, you know, she's having a a moment with God and nobody's looking at me like I'm a weirdo. But when I left, I felt like a weirdo. Like, who cries at scripture? Like, it's scripture is good. But, you know, the last time I read that scripture was at my aunt's memorial. And I was just like, I felt like I had got punched in the chest. Like, I didn't know that this was coming. I couldn't prepare for it. I couldn't get my thoughts together. It was like, bam! Sometimes the grief is going to be like that. But the beautiful thing about it is I sat in it. I didn't try to avoid it. I didn't try to dismiss it. I just cried. I just sat there and I sat through the Bible study. And the Bible study was great, by the way. The people who preached, they were great. But I just sat there and I just cried and I just let myself feel those emotions. But after that, I did not go to Bible study for the rest of the month. Because you have to protect yourself. You have to love on yourself. And once I got out of there and I was okay, you know, I was okay. But I'm like, you know, I was talking to my mom and I told her what happened. And she said, well, you know, you don't need to put yourself in situations where you're stressed. And I'm like, man, that makes sense, you know. And I didn't. I, I, and I told, you know, I told my team, I serve on media, and I told them, I said, look, I can't take the subject. You know, this is my aunt's favorite scripture, and right now, I just can't. And I'll see y'all in June. Like, I'll see y'all next month, but I have to take care of me. I can't. And, you know, they understood, and they were okay, you know. So there are going to be times that you're going to be somewhere. You're going to smell something. Somebody's going to sound like your loved one. Someone might even look like your loved one. And be in the moment. Don't be afraid to be in the moment. Because that's where your healing is going to come from. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Don't try to act like it didn't happen you know be in it it's okay to be in it it's okay to have a moment it is okay to feel we are still here on this earth and if we're going to be here in these earthly shells we have to be okay with feeling we have to be okay with being uncomfortable That's also the other thing that I'm learning is I have to be okay with being uncomfortable. I'm very, very uncomfortable. And it's okay because when you're uncomfortable, you're growing. You're growing when you're uncomfortable. Things are changing. Things are working out in your favor when you are uncomfortable so I want to thank everybody for tuning in thank you for being a part of 
my aunt's birthday celebration and reflecting on your grieving process with me. Thank you for helping me through my grieving process. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day, your night, your afternoon to listen to what's been on my heart. And I hope that I said something that was helpful to you. And if you're grieving yourself, my prayer is that you experience comfort and joy and peace. Until next time.